0: Listening to Courtside Convo, your source for the latest news, analysis, and discussions on the NBA.
1: Hello, hello everybody. Happy Friday and welcome back to another episode of Courtside Convo with your host Bobby Zephro today, joined by Zach Serdnik, Carter Landis, Liam Jackson, and we are here talk a little all-star break. We had our mock draft last week, and now the teams were officially drafted for Team LeBron. We've got, obviously, LeBron, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Stephen Curry, Luka Doncic, and Nikola Jokic as starters for the reserves. Dame Dala, Ben Simmons, Chris Paul, Jalen Brown, Paul George, Demonte Sabonis, and Rudy Gobert. On the other side, for Team Durant, obviously Durant will not be playing because of injury. That's unfortunate, but he did choose his Brooklyn teammates right off the bat Kyrie Irving and Kawhi Beal and Tatum and then his first reserve pick was James Harden and no surprise I guess uh, other reserves are Booker uh, Zion Zach Levine Randall Nikola Vucevic Donovan Mitchell and Anthony Davis will be the cheerleader for team Durant from the sidelines he won't be playing either so if we compare this to our draft, I mean, we didn't do horrible, honestly. Uh, let's see, because
0: for Team LeBron, did we get no? I think I'm the only representative here who who was doing that last week. Um, oh, no, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We don't have Aiden or Manith this week. Or we might have Minnie. Well, see. yeah, we will find out. But um, yeah, well, I guess we did good, Carter. I mean, shoot. It's hard to put together a bad team with.
1: Yeah, a <laughs> uh, uh, pool of guys like this. <laughs> That's very true. Very true. So, yeah, let me see where. Because I think we got, let's see. I was kind of surprised to see LeBron just go straight for Giannis right off the bat, like no hesitation, too. Because he had, he had the first pick, didn't he?
0: I believe so. I didn't catch the draft. Um, he didn't pick Anthony Davis? No. LeBron didn't. Oh. I'm just kidding. Drama. Oh, we're starting the smoke. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no,
1: no. It starts yeah. here. All right, so yeah. The media yeah. people. We're the pawns. We do this. Yeah, exactly. We're just, you know, pawns in the game. Uh, But as we look at these, I just want to see real quick, too. Because, yeah, we've got half of our draft squad here, which I didn't even realize. Uh, Team Durant. coin <laughs> We got Kyrie, right? Let's go. All right, so... We know who the All Star participants are, but we've also got a three point contest, a dunk contest, and a skills contest as well. Are they aren't they doing them all on the same day? I I imagine. I believe so. Like I I know the dunk
2: contest is at half of the All Star game, which is why they only got three people. But I think think the other two are um, pregame. I think pregame. Yeah, I think that everything's happening on March seventh in Atlanta. That's not horrible. I mean, nice little nice Little broadcast you can watch, I
1: might get comfy then for all star weekend? So, for the three point contest, our competitors this year we've got Steph Curry, Devin Booker, Zach Levine, Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum. Who do you guys like to win this? Steph,
3: yeah, that's it. I mean, if one of, <laughs> if, it's got to be Steph. if one of the Celtics players throwing in the old Larry Bird jersey, I think.
1: Oh, oh that might give him powers, Ooh, that's true. But then again, you think. How do you think Jalen Brown and Tatum would decide who gets to wear? Unless they both just come out with one and
0: one will rock a Larry Bird, the other will rock like a Robert Parrish or something. Kevin McHale <laughs> or Kevin Bob, McHale. If they go Bob Cousy, they'll win. Some
1: maybe yeah, uh, the goat. Maybe Bob someone Cousy. throw a Ray Allen Celtics jersey. Now you know? that right there,
2: it's got to be Coozy. Cousy is just the goat. Um, there.
1: I saw a stat though too, like because how the three point contest, you know how they have all the balls like racked up. Apparently, it's like. A, it's most like like you know how people get into their stats they can make a number out of anything so they compared like grabbing a ball off the rack like a almost like a dribble handoff, and apparently they were justifying Zach Levine because he shoots the best out of all of them apparently off of dribble handoffs for three apparently they're like, oh yeah, Zach Levine could be a dark horse, but I mean that's a, still stuff. I think it's a two man race Levine's between good, Curry though. and Booker Levine can honestly. Definitely shoot it.
0: Levine's good. Don't yeah. sleep on Levine. It's a third straight week. We've just talked about Zach Levine a whole lot. <laughs> this is this, this is hard, hard not to. this is a
1: pro Zach Levine podcast. This is podcast. very much yes, this is very much a pro
0: <laughs> Zach Levine podcast. Imagine though, if he does win it, then he will have a three point mm-hmm. championship and a dunk contest championship. Two of them, I think.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. Aaron huh. Bird should have won. Yeah. I agree, I agree with that. I think I think we'll probably get I'm not get saying anything about
3: he was sweet, too, but yeah. Jordan was better. Let's see.
1: Do you guys know who's won a three-point contest and a dunk contest? I don't I think, think has that ever
0: Has that ever happened?
2: From I saw a graphic. I think it was put out by the Chicago Bulls, and I believe they put like a bunch of three-point contest winners and a bunch of dunk contest winners, and then right in the middle they put Zach Levine, and they said um, us posting this again on Monday. I can't. Yeah, this is just I finding like. I don't think there's been any,
1: any that have done based it. Based on, I don't know why my computer redirects me to Bing as a search engine, <laughs> but it didn't pull up anything. So it's a darn shame. It doesn't Either look way, like it. Yeah, I, so yeah, it must it must not be a thing. So therefore, Mister Levine, he could be the make first Make some man. history. Yeah, that would be cool. Something, something else to historic. Something else historic to happen, you know, in our lifetime—kind of cool, nice little milestone. So, speaking of dunk contests, we have a dunk contest this year. This time, only three. This time, only three participants. Like we said at halftime of the All Star game, we've got Anthony Simons, Cassius Stanley, and Obi Ain't No Stopping Topping at the half. Who do you guys like for this one? Because honestly. Eh, I I know this isn't like the biggest these obviously aren't the biggest names. Cassius Stanley, this will probably be the high this might be the highlight will definitely be the highlight of his season. It could be the highlight of his career. But I mean, if you've seen Casha Stanley's dunks like through Duke, through high school, I mean he going to put on a show, and I've been seeing—I saw an article, I think it was CBS Sports or Yahoo. It was one of the two, but he said, quote, he has stuff prepared that no one has ever seen before, which, I mean, I'd be excited to see because— Dunk contest got a little boring recently. Well, not boring, but like we've we've been spoiled kind of with like the Levine and Gordon dunk contest, and then you know you've got Levine's first dunk contest when everyone basically tuned in just to watch Zach Levine. Derek Jones was fun too. Yeah, or a lot of people forget about uh,
3: Jeremy Evans in twenty twelve. But <laughs> <laughs> was I love it. What pa- the, the painting one or something? Some someone had a painting. Yeah,
1: I think that's the one he dunked over the painting, and then he had um. Didn't he do a two-ball one? He might have. That might have been the little point for the dunk contest. <laughs> yeah, I mean the team dunk I, contest. I, I don't know. It was is like, it? do you remember that? Where yeah, it was the that team was so dunk weird. Contest. And then one team, I think it was the East, just like blew like, out Terrence the West, Ross and they won were just or like, or, I don't even. Yeah, remember. I just remember that, that was... year when John Wall had the 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 he jumped the mascot and like reversed it. Yeah, that was sweet. Cause I thought I forgot who dunked right before him, but like that dunk whoever did the dunk before him I was like dang I'm like now we're starting to heat up and then John Wall did that and I'm like well the East just won the dunk contest over so like that's it huh and sure enough that was it but yeah if I had to pick one I would
0: I'm gonna go Cassius Stanley me too I mean his vertical broke Zion's at Duke immediately after Zion left yeah yeah and I think he recorded, I know the NBA combine was kind of weird this year since it was kind of, I think it was very, very one-on-one specific, but um, Cassius Stanley had a 44-inch vertical, and I believe that led, and that's that's nuts, and you might be right about him, that might be his career, because I think Cassius Stanley was made for the dunk contest, you know, I don't know if he'll ever get meaningful NBA minutes, but you know what, if he comes in and he throws down a couple really cool dunks now and then... I'd a, say we'd call it a successful NBA. Exactly. Career. I
1: mean, even because I think he's in the G League right now. Yeah. But I mean, at the same about, time, too, like he's what is he twenty?
0: Yeah, he's he's. he's a, a kid. He, I
1: mean, he came out as a freshman. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was, I was going to say kid. that
3: too. Yeah, he is a, he's a kid. I mean, we're, we we talked kids, about it. <laughs> yeah, we just brought up Jeremy Evans. So um, if he wins, will be relevant no matter what happens. It's very
0: yeah.
1: true. Very true. You know, I'm just going to remember the 2021 dunk contest forever. Just, like, as, a, as like, a trivia fact. Like, you can keep that in the back of your head. Who won the 2021 NBA dunk contest? Cassius Stanley. I'm I heard it that. here first. Yep. But I don't know. I'm very excited to watch Obi, though. I, like, don't get me wrong. But I just think if I had to pick one, I'd, I'd go with Cassius Stanley.
3: Sorry, Obi. you reminds but. me of a Miles Bridges dunker.
0: Yeah. like Yeah. Like, there are guys who dunk in game and it's crazy, but like if you if you have to give them time and like plan stuff out, it's not as cool. Cause remember Miles Bridges I'm not saying it's not cool. He had a cool like a little dunk, he just didn't he didn't hit it. Yeah, like when Miles Bridges was doing the dunk contest, like the stuff like the dunks that he'll throw down in game, the Flamella ball throwing him lobs and everything, it's it's nuts. Like the I think like Miles Bridges has enough dunks for an entire career for most guys this season, yeah. and one especially is uh, the one on Chris Boucher this year. That was ridiculous. The he cocked scratcher. it back. He cocked it back, and he bodied Chris Boucher in the air too. That was ridiculous. But I but like Obi Toppin is the same way where he will get a fast break steal and then he'll throw it between his legs or something, or he'll mm-hmm. go or he'll go like three sixty or whatnot. I don't know if you guys saw
1: the game in college where he did the between yeah. the legs in the game and he has an and one windmill. Like a legit an and one, and oh, one wow. windmill. Yeah. Like yeah, it was buticism. on the break. This dude, like he was on his left side and he cocked it like to the like windmilled it to the right oh, and while geez. the dude
3: was under him, he just like it on him. I was like, ah. How do you lace back up after that happens? No, you I'd, don't.
1: <laughs> it's it. It's over.
3: No, I'd be <laughs> Oh You god. gotta retire.
1: I just want to do Dude, that one out. time, man, on a ten foot rim. Just I don't know how, but like just one time. Just like you guys ever see those videos of like the freaking trampoline the basketball. Sky
0: zone dunks, oh yeah. my god, I, Dude, I would,
3: I would be thriving in I'd there. be getting an egregious technical foul if I ever dunked on someone <laughs> like that. I don't care. They can drag me out of the arena. The step over the stare down the step yeah. over the stink dunking face. On, <laughs> dunking on like those trampolines seems like that'd be a
2: blast though. Oh, it, it is. Like it my is. cousin worked for the Pistons on their extreme team doing that oh, like yeah. he got a job oh, doing yeah. it for them oh, and so, so you he,
1: do, he does like the halftime he show he did it for you yeah. did it for two
2: years uh for them uh, um a few years ago he was on their team and
3: that stuff that they were doing at those games were insane yeah that, that would be a fun job you see like i go through the rim one time i think like, i think he was on yeah. the sun's one you yeah, jumped too far and yeah. through the rim that's tough that's how like, do you prepare for that though
1: like uh-oh, I'm going too far. I guess I got to aim down it? this. I don't like, even know what the diameter
3: of the rim is. But he played <laughs> it well, and the guy behind him still went. I don't know. If I was behind him, I'm stopping. But he still went, and he dunked too. And That's no one got bad. hurt. So. They do full flips. Like, they flip their mm-hmm.
1: entire bodies. I'm like, how do you do that? <laughs> Have you ever seen the video? I know there's one out there of, like, the
0: mascot who does the front flip. How do you, you even do that on the mascot the costume? Board. First off, <laughs> I, was can, like, I, feel what? Like, I feel like your vision is is is... It's reduced, sure. yeah, impaired And you have to keep that helmet on right? The, and the, you're heavier the thing on. Yeah. You're probably like a good 15 That's ridiculous. pounds heavier They at
2: least. practice so much though That's true Like those guys, nobody talks about it But like they're treated, they practice all the time they, yeah. The contract that he had to sign To go to that thing was like 45 pages Oh my Jeez. And yeah. it, was, it was insane because there's all the different stuff Because they're working for an NBA team Yeah, you know, the liability and all that Yeah, that too But <laughs> dang <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh boy. All right. Well, skills contest. We also have one of those today too. Or not today, but Robert Covington. <laughs> is that your pick? No. <laughs> so yes, Robert Covington is in the skills challenge. Um If he wasn't, that's a that's a snub, I'd say.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh God. That's a Luca, joke.
1: Luca Chris Paul, Julius Randle, Demontis Savonis, Nikola Vucevic all also participating, and I guess we've just decided Robert Covington's gonna win. So why even know? <laughs> Do they they have to have odds on that, right? Yeah, I think I what think I Covington's saw earlier uh, what's-his-face like Covington was Grispo. big odds. Like something, I think it was like plus 800 or something on the skills contest last time I checked. Wow, they've got Robert Covington, at least on this website I'm looking at, because a lot of, it's weird, a lot of websites don't have these props yet, but um, according to BetUS, Robert Covington actually has... Uh, plus 350 to win and there are two players who have worse odds Julius Randall and Vucevic Julius Randall sitting at plus 450 Vucevic at plus 550
3: and yeah. Really? I mean uh, I, like, Obviously, he's an NBA player. I'm just messing around, but it's, yeah. just, it's a weird name to see there. I just I, I Just want to know like because someone
1: has to approve this right like why? I just want to know why. That's well, all. I just want to know what the thought process was. Robert putting... Covington
3: might be the one of the last players I would name.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if they had like a, like you know, um, in football, sometimes they'll have the drill, like offense and defensive linemen go up against each other, and they can't like, the the offensive lineman has to keep the dude from touching the bag in like five seconds. Now, if they had that. <laughs> <laughs> like you like, don't let your defender in the paint for five seconds. If that was part of the skills challenge, I would lock up.
3: That reminds me of a drill control. on like two K or something. Yeah, yeah.
1: Really? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Low key though, I would not be surprised. At all, one of the big dudes won this, like between Randall Vucevic and Sabonis, because I mean, three of the last five have been won by big dudes. I kind of like. And, this. I kind of like Sabonis. Yeah. Yeah, or even yeah, Vucevic might be. I mean, plus Randall's averaging like you know, I, I don't know how many assists he's
2: averaging. I think it's like five six. Vucevic with those odds is kind of a good mm-hmm. thing though, because Vucevic he's good. Yeah. He's a fantasy machine. Yeah. I want to see him
3: <laughs> in Boston or, or Charlotte. Yeah. Just anywhere but Orlando. Orlando has to be the most boring team in the NBA, especially with Fultz and Isaac and Galanthi might be hurt now too. But um,
1: also another interesting note, the only uh, one of the last five skills competitions has been won by a guard too. Spencer Dinwiddie in 19, I think. 19 or 18 it was one of the two years must have been I, 18 yeah because I know Tatum. Tatum yeah Tatum won it in 19 what He beat out Trey Young by that much <laughs> oh I thought I thought you were shaking your head like no, you, you didn't right win it I, I, was, I, was, like, you're I right. was like what do you mean and I'm like I'm all wrong no you're right you're right I've, yeah. any, I've, I've ever seen anyone
3: that. have a reaction to someone losing a skills challenge <laughs> 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 he, just shook, he just shook his head that's like, all I have to
0: root with. for so <laughs> uh,
3: the life of being a
2: Hawks fan yeah We'll get into that, I think. Oh <laughs> uh, yikes. Yeah,
0: so
1: our next little topic of discussion. Looks like we're having a little too much fun. Too much fun with the skills contest, so we gotta <laughs> move on. But um, <laughs> Blake Griffin bought out by the Pistons. That was actually earlier today, around noonish, noon fifteen ish. Potential teams that a lot of that I've seen on a few articles, uh, Lakers, Nets, Clippers, Heat, Warriors, Celtics, Trailblazers. You might even add the Raptors to that list. I mean, basically anyone who's contending would probably want a shot at Blake Griffin to add some depth. I mean, he's a veteran present. Sure, he doesn't have the championship experience, but, I mean, you put him on the Lakers, eh? (laughs) That uh, team looks a lot better all of a sudden, even though Blake Griffin's not having really a career year. In fact, he's having one of the worst statistical years of his career. But at the same time, you know, who else do the Lakers
2: got coming off the bench at the big? JaVale McGee? Yeah, you got JaVale McGee
3: Marcus Marc Gasol. Kind of I don't amazing. think they have they point, point he's McGee,
2: Yeah, he's in Cleveland. <laughs> oh, that's right. It's Never Marc Gasol. It's I
3: can't even... who Cous- Cous- has been playing the four for him, too, off the bench. I'm not
2: a... My point exactly. I'm not <laughs> a big fan of... Of the yeah, Lakers' yeah. depth right now. They could definitely use him. I think that the Nets is one that I've heard is the front runner, and that starting five, if, you, if you're if you the Nets and you can run out a starting five of Kyrie, Harden, KD, Blake, and DeAndre Jordan, I mean, Lob that's. Lob City again? Well, it's, not, Lob, not year, it's Lob City <laughs> it's plus KD. City. Well, yeah, it's <laughs> going to be, it would be absolutely insane. But a couple teams that you mentioned that I think might be, could maybe use him is, I know you mentioned Golden State. I don't know how the fit would work in terms of with Draymond still there. But Golden State badly needs one more piece because they don't have Clay right now. And so you've got a really young Wiseman. I think if this Golden State team had a healthy Clay Thompson, they would be in contention for the top of the West because Steph has just been playing out of his mind this season. And so if you add in one more piece... They might have a shot because there's been way too many Warriors games where it's Steph has 40 and nobody else has scored and they've got nothing. I'd
1: be curious to see, too, because they got a lot of ball dominant guys on that team, too. Like between Curry, Wiggins, I mean, on offense, like to be effective, he kind of needs the ball. Kelly Oubre kind of needs the ball. He's not the greatest. Well, he doesn't need the ball, but (laughs) but like, you know, to be to be effective, you know, he's he's a scorer. You can't, you can't do that without right. having the basketball. So I would be curious to see how Blake Griffin would, like, fit in from, like, is he going to take a step back and, you know, maybe take not like a Draymond role, but, you know, pass first kind of, score second? Or would he try to, you know, just assert himself in the front court and try to add more scoring to a team where— like Zach just said, if Steph, there's multiple nights where if Steph ain't scoring, nobody is, and yeah. if Steph, and sometimes Steph does score, and nobody still scores, so adding Blake Griffin to
3: that would be. Do you think um, interesting? He's, I don't. Do you think you would start in Brooklyn? Do you think they kick Joe Harris out of the starting lineup? I don't know that they would. I just think in terms of
2: overall, the yeah. ability to throw out a starting five like that is just. It's something that nobody else would have. Yeah, that they could high they
1: could go big or small against they literally would be, anyone, and probably s- still score hundred thirty, hundred forty. I don't know night. that they'd yeah, they're win. still getting one
2: twenty scored on them every night. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't know that they'd win a title just because of that defensive aspect, and when you give a team a chance to prepare over and over again. But how are you preparing for that stacked like, of a yeah, team? Like
3: your third best defender has to cover Kyrie or Harden. Like you, you, and like I don't, no one's stopping them. It's just if they, if they, if I don't know. If the shots aren't falling, they're not going to win. Yeah. But
2: they just, I don't know. I'm, I don't like their chances to win a title just because I don't think that they've got a good defense, good enough defensive. I mean, when's the last team that we've seen be this bad defensively win a title?
3: I don't know. Yeah. <laughs>
2: And we have some uh,
1: some breaking news from um, Manit over in the other room. Thank you, sir. Our statistician over. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's funny. Um, Blake Griffin was reportedly oh no reports confirm that they bought him out for sixty two million dollars. Congrats, Blake. Get your bag. Yes, indeed, Manit poverty franchise
2: right now. <laughs> Somebody made a good point to me earlier. The Pistons top two people that they're paying are not on their roster. Are they still paying Josh Smith? I think this is Probably. the last year that they're paying Josh Smith. they still oh paying God. So they're Reggie. paying Josh Smith. What? They're still paying Reggie Jackson? I don't know. Is that who it was? But I know they're still playing. they're paying Blake $62 million to That's buy him true. out,
3: and they're paying Josh Smith. Neither of them are on the roster. I don't... I think they stopped paying Josh last year. Is it Andre? That might I so. Oh, it might be Andre. Oh, it's probably Andre it's, Drummond. Yeah. So they're you the know, two biggest. Might as well just colors keep colors paying that.
1: Josh Smith like five bucks a month. Be like, thanks, man.
3: New Bobby. Style. Style. Yeah,
0: new Bobby Benio style. Twin exactly.
3: That's exactly it. what I was thinking, Carter. Stan Van Gundy brought those two in, and now, oh, now they're goodness. just paying them to be on uh, other teams.
1: Oh, I couldn't. Nah. We'll, we'll skip the Pistons talk for now. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to just go off, but Lloyd Pierce. Gonzo, um, Carter, our uh, Hawks insider on the podcast here, or our Hawks heavy follower. How's that? Does that sound better? That's about right. Yeah. All right. You think he's getting another job?
0: I would hope so. I mean, from a here's what I'll say. From a basketball standpoint, there were things that he did that I didn't approve of uh, in terms of when he would use timeouts, what lineups he would run on the floor. The guy had a love affair with Solomon Hill this season. I don't (laughs) understand what that's about. Um, But overall, I think this was the long-term right decision. Uh, I also think that he did not get an entirely fair shake because – you hire him in 2018 when you're about to start a rebuild and your roster is terrible and your roster continues to be terrible the next year and then Travis Schlink basically signs a bunch of guys who don't really fit that well together and says hey go get us in the playoffs when just like players I think coaches need development too it was a lot of pressure on Lloyd Pierce um, and there was urgency but I also don't think he showed that much urgency to win at least you know Coaching wise, uh, his energy, his body language on the sideline, and everything. Uh, and there was a report that came out the day after uh, through The Athletic that uh, Trey Young didn't take to his coaching style too well. Uh, He told John Collins Or he said publicly he didn't want to run Plays for John Collins, Collins had an issue With that, he brought it to Pierce uh, And Pierce called him selfish for it Uh, There are guys on the roster uh, And in the Hawks organization who feel that Cam Reddish has the highest ceiling on the Team, but Lloyd Pierce's Coaching style was not uh, The best for him and it kind of Held him back, so Pierce was kind of Brought in to be A players coach and he never really was that um so i really do see both sides of it in the sense that i think that a change needed to be made but i also don't think he got a really fair shake uh so i do think and lloyd pierce being the a great human being that he is. You know, he was he was rallying this summer during the Black Lives Matter situation. He was organizing people to vote in Atlanta. He did so much for the community. So he's a wonderful human being. And and I was listening to another pod where they said everybody who they talked to would swear by Lloyd Pierce, just mentioned that he's just an incredible human being. So I really do hope that he gets another job. And I think he will because he's a, you know, he's still a young guy. Right. So I think that if you put him in maybe an assistant position he can do a whole lot more for you um, but I understand from as a head coach position from the Atlanta Hawks they did need to make a move and that's my Hawks <laughs> soliloquy of the week that was awesome see now I
1: see now I know now I feel like I got much better grasp um shoot I wasn't asked something after, not this last one. Oh, I forgot
0: who do you think they're hiring or so,
1: promoting even.
0: So the report came out that Nate McMillan um was their guy. Like that's basically why they hired him is was uh, was Lloyd Pierce insurance if if the season didn't go the way it was supposed to, uh, they would just promote McMillan. But McMillan had a strong relationship with Lloyd Pierce and he didn't initially want to take the head coaching job, but Pierce hmm. kind of pushed him to do it. Uh not for that reason, I don't know if he'll end up being the main, the full-time head coach. Um, I think Zach and I have talked about how we both like McMillan as a head coach, um, and I do, too. Uh, I think the way that they've played defense since he's taken over is pretty good. Uh, some Indiana fans have, have said, you know, you don't want this because he'll do this and that or whatnot, but I'm like, you know what? I, I, I like McMillan. I don't know just because of his relationship with Pierce and his reluctancy to take the head coaching job if he'll be the full-time head coach, um, but as of right now, he's the interim, uh, and They've looked pretty good under him uh, for the first two games that he's been the interim. They have uh, they've won both those games, and when Pierce was was uh, on leave having his child, they were two and one or three and one, I believe. So he's only lost one game as the interim so far. Not um, bad record. Yeah, he's a defensive guy on a team full of guys who can't really play defense. There, I, I I listened to a pod that had a segment about Lloyd Pierce uh, being fired and. The Hawks in the fourth quarter have a defensive rating of 120.4, which That's is bad. by far the worst. Thing <laughs> yeah. So they had blown leads in 11 games of the 34 games that they've played. Wow. So you look at it, is that a coaching thing? Probably. Is it also a talent thing? Probably. It's probably a bit of both. Um, well, that Nate, I just want
1: to touch on, sorry. But, yeah, um, go ahead. For I'm Nate McMillan especially, it's like, if you're in Atlanta, or if like Indiana fans are saying, oh, you know, to Atlanta fans, oh, you don't mm-hmm. want this, you don't, you don't want to have a good defense, no, you oh no, go go to the playoffs, no, yeah. you don't want that. <laughs> like, I mean, there's plenty of good stuff that comes with Nate McMillan as well. So, I mean, jeez, could you? <laughs> No, you don't. You don't want that. No, no. Good defense. No, it's boring. I asked dude.
0: why, and it was like like what? <laughs> he plays an old school style of basketball. But sure, I mean, with Indiana, sure, you don't have a lot of guys who are going to play a modern game with the Indiana team that he had. Right. I mean, you got Sabonis, who's a pretty traditional post guy. Yeah, he shoots the ball, and you had Victor Oladipo, who isn't, you know. A Three point oriented guy. He's a he's a he's a guard that likes yeah. to slash and be athletic. With the Hawks, you have Trey Young, who's gonna you know bomb threes from deep. He's gonna cross guys up. You have that Trey Young. You have uh, you have DeAndre Hunter. He's a pretty traditional mm-hmm. you know three and D guy when he gets back. Bogdanovich, you know Gallinari. Uh, this mm-hmm. is a different team. This is a different situation. These guys can score the ball. So basically, right. you're just having a guy a defensive minded coach who is going to help that defense, but this is a team that can still really score the ball. So I do like McMillan. I think the reluctancy to take the job after Pierce was fired makes me think he might not be the full-time head coach once the season's over, but you never know. I mean, they could offer the guy you know more money and say, hey, we liked what you did. We got to see how the rest of the season plays out when the Hawks get... Uh, DeAndre Hunter back when Cam Reddish gets healthy when they can finally get Chris Dunn to play, and the roster oh. is as uh, as full as it can be. Um, but yeah, I li- I mean I like McMillan. I I hope he's the guy. Another guy I like is Kenny Atkinson. Uh, what he did with that Brooklyn team that was a young team that needed some kind of direction, and he helped them get there, and he had them in the playoffs. And I and they made the move because Durant. Uh, didn't want him, I think. Mm-hmm. Or they mm-hmm. or they sat down and they agreed that KD and Kyrie and those guys, they didn't think that the direction that they were going I mean, in with, did, with Kenny did they Atkinson. they need a
1: coach over there? I Not mean, really. Kyrie no, says can, no.
0: Yeah, Kyrie I was going to say, honestly, like, I,
1: I mean, no offense. Of course, you know, obviously being an... NBA head coach, has a lot more responsibilities than standing on the sideline. But um, I feel like on that team, I could just, you know, take the
2: title and just stand on the sideline and That's still tough. win games, you know? That's like, tough for Steve Nash, though, because I think Steve Nash, with the background that he has and all of his knowledge, I think he would make a really good coach. Uh, yeah, and I think he's right. getting absolutely no credit for anything right now because of how talented his
3: roster is. I think, I think even after he's done with this stint, with these three guys or, or wherever he is I think he's gonna end up being a coach for a long time I would coach. agree
0: I'll give him credit for what well, he's done I hope he keeps with... his staff too Sorry. yeah yeah you're right I'll give him he'll probably hire Lloyd Pierce That would because they yeah, mention every time that they know each today. other so I'll give Steve Nash credit for what he's done with Bruce Brown the way he's been able yeah. to utilize him the athlete that he is you know you can use that guy because Bruce Brown is a pretty big dude and he's a pretty much a two guard Dick. and you can use and you can use him to guard pretty much like two through four just because of you know the physicality of the defense that he plays and his ability like what they do with him offensively too because he's he's put up put together a couple of good offensive games for the Nets I think yeah, yeah I've missed made me uh, some money last
3: game sorry go ahead oh, I missed <laughs> uh, obviously Kyrie's Kyrie so um, but I wish that uh, then when, when he got hurt and see his development under him yeah I think that he'd be a uh, He'd be an interesting piece for Steve Nash. Oh yeah, out. they haven't had him since like the beginning of the year. Yeah, he tore his ACL. Yeah, I forgot about that. He was on my fantasy team. That's I tough. remember. I
1: remember. Yeah. <laughs> he was starting at the beginning of the year for him. Yeah, I have. I had him. I had Warren, and now Mitchell Robinson broke his hand like a week or two ago. So I'm just like, yeah. All right, so one of our last little things. Space Jam Two. Are you guys excited? Are you going to see it? What do you think about the pictures? So many questions about Space Jam too. Cause you know, maybe just a quick word on Space Jam. What do you guys think? You guys see the pictures? You guys wanna get mad? Maybe.
3: I think you're
0: gonna say, how mad? Going to say you're gonna say the same thing I <laughs> yeah, I've never I'm seen the
3: original. I haven't <gasps> What? I not I don't either. watch movies very often. That's not I where wa- I was gonna go. I'm gonna watch it and mm. I'm gonna watch a second <laughs> one.
0: Bobby's done (laughs) No, I
3: I am going to watch it, and I'm going to watch the the second one. The first one's really good. I'm not sure. I mean, I'll definitely watch
2: the second one. I'm not sure that I'll love it. Just partially because I don't like the fact that they're putting LeBron in everything that Jordan did. Like, let LeBron be LeBron LeBron LeBron. LeBron. Yeah, I agree. Let LeBron be LeBron. Let LeBron be great. Appreciate his greatness. Don't try to make him Jordan. Jordan did Space Jam. Now LeBron's doing Space Jam. Everything LeBron has done has been always compared to... Jordan, and there's no reason for that. They played in two different eras, they're played two completely different positions, and now you're even having them do the same
3: movies that didn't need a sequel. I think LeBron wa- I think LeBron kind of likes it, but what but I, the moons he did want to back, Zach. Someone has to think the moons, but they didn't have
2: to come back.
3: <laughs> I can't speak to that, but I think <laughs> I think LeBron always. I think he loves it. I think he actually loves... I think he loves being compared to him. I think you, he, He's talked about how he thinks he's the greatest already and, and things. I think he... I think he... I think he welcomes that. Here's one thing interesting, too. It would be
1: very interesting, I think, if Jordan shows up in the Space Jam 2 movie no for multiple reasons. One... No because whenever LeBron has a moment, Jordan has to remind everyone that he's here. <laughs> Jordan like, doesn't want like any of that. LeBron, LeBron think, yeah. wins. LeBron comes back three to one, and all of a sudden, Le- Michael Jordan announces he wants <laughs> to do this documentary. Cool. Jordan, I'm just, I'm Jordan just doesn't saying, want
2: that. He's not going for this. I don't smoke. think he'd want to be in a movie with LeBron. No, You're right? It won't, it won't be like Jordan will be, be like, He's not going like to get a cameo. Playing,
1: like somehow, when they're playing the game against the Moon Stars, he'll just be like on the sideline, get like one line or something, just like a but half he, a second little I, clip. I of bet
2: him. you he will be there
0: just because it.
2: he can't ha- let LeBron have it. You're right about that though, because I mean, he made the statement something about how he felt like he would average or. He felt like average he was like 50 average, like, game. not even that. He said he would average, like, 25, but that's not bad for being 60 or something like oh, that. Oh, I thought and you meant, okay, yeah, go ahead. That's, like, he, he does do stuff like that, but I don't think he wants to smoke... Going into a movie with LeBron because there's no reason
3: for it. I don't. I think they respect each other, but I don't think you would. I don't think you would take that. I don't think you would like take that opportunity to. Yeah. don't they respect exactly. each
1: other, but you know. Now. You know. You've seen the doc, right? The Oh yeah. yeah. The Last Dance. Yeah. No, what I'm saying, you know, yeah. Jordan always make. I mean, arrivals. obviously, they
3: both think they're the best, but I don't think right. they hate each other. I just think that they. True. You can't get to that point without. Being some yeah, kind of arrogant. You have to have that confidence.
2: Knowing yeah. Jordan's personality from that documentary and from other things I've seen about him, I honestly don't think that he will ever think that LeBron is anywhere near him. No. And it's like LeBron, he thinks that LeBron is always going to feel like he's looking up at Jordan, and Jordan's 100%. just going to be sitting there like that little brother-type attitude.
3: Oh, yeah. yeah. That's kind of what it seems like. No matter what he does, he could win the next, he could win MVP at 40, 42 or whatever. LeBron could do anything and MJ's still not gonna... They're, not gonna they're never that. gonna mm-hmm. be comparable. That's yeah. the thing. People
2: like us on podcasts like to debate uh, who's right. better and stuff like that, but they're never gonna be comparable. They never have been. They never will be. That's why it's so hard for those top 10 lists or anything like that of all time because there's different eras. Jordan played in an era where you had teams like the Bad Boys Pistons that would try to take him out when he went to the basket. But... LeBron didn't get a chance to play in that era. So everybody's saying LeBron would have never survived. You don't know that. And you don't know that Jordan would have 70 in this league because he wasn't really a three-point shooter. Now, could he have been if he tried? We don't know. Probably. So the, yeah. that's who knows? the biggest who thing. Knows? Right.
1: Well, Right. But here's the thing, too. I would consider someone, like, I don't know, like the great Meek Mill once said, there's levels to this stuff. <laughs> um, basically, in my mind, I see you as, like, great elite if you can suit up and play in any era. LeBron could play in any era. MJ could play in any era. Honestly, Steph Curry could play in any era. Any era. Steph Curry playing in the 60s. Steph
2: Curry would have not been as good in the 50s <laughs> though, just for the pure fact that he wouldn't have gotten as many points off of his shots. Yeah, because
0: yeah, that's true. Yeah, pointers, so. I want to see out. Kyrie in that time. Or like, I want to yeah. see Kyrie in like the 60s. I'm not going to take credit crossing for this, those guys no, up because this like, is hilarious. But I saw, I think it was a tweet or
3: something, and someone said, imagine if James Naismith came back for one game and watched like LeBron and Steph play basketball, he would think they were literal wizards. Like, yeah, I want to see, I want to see Bob
2: Cousy play now, and it's this is the second time that. (laughs) I've given a Bob Cousy reference and I don't know why, (laughs) but everybody, I think it came from, I was doing another podcast and we were doing, um, rating tiers of point guards. And the guy I was with tried to put like all time, tried to put Bob Cousy in like the lowest tier. And I was like, have you ever watched Bob Cousy? Bob dominated his era. Yeah, He did. And Bob Cousy is like, he's really similar to what Kyrie does. If you look at him, just like a different the ball handling and the the stuff like that. Just Fifty it's, years earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like he looked like he was on the Harlem Globetrotters, except for he was in the NBA winning championships with Bill Russell. Exactly.
1: So yeah, that's just my that's my takeaway on that. I love how we went from Space Jam to uh, Bob
3: to Bob Cousy. <laughs> Bob Cousy. You Bob know. Cousy might make an appearance on that movie.
1: <laughs> hey, hey there you go. <laughs> how old is Bob? <laughs> like ninety? Yeah, are they time uh, traveling or?
3: <laughs> I don't, I've never seen the
1: movies. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, you will. We, we should have a watch party. Space Jam Bob watch Kusey party. Bob Cousy is 92 years old. <laughs> Easy money. He's alive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, right? I mean, really. Yes, he is, guy. I guess. Yeah, Shout I guess out.
1: so. Shout out to Bob Cousy. He's listening. <laughs> yeah. All right, um. So we're probably at about like 37, 40 minutes here. I know Um. also right after this show, uh, Liam and Zach will be doing a little baseball game. So... Good luck on that. But Thank you. we've got about 10-ish minutes, so we can go through this real quick. The OT. What is your guys' favorite NBA all-star moment? Whether it's mm. the game, three point contest, slam dunk, or skills. Do you guys have a favorite?
3: Um I have a favorite. <laughs> my favorite was the last all-star game just because I like the Elam ending. And I think mm-hmm. I hope at some point that becomes how basketball's played because I love the idea and no more following at the end of games and yeah. things whatever but that that, uh, that was the first off still game, all, all geez all star mm-hmm. game in my life that I've seen where the best players in the world all playing together playing as hard as they can and right. it was just so I, I remember I was like I was watching it alone I was just every every possession I was like moving up closer to the TV I was like I was getting really into it and it was just uh, it was really exciting to watch that was my favorite um all star moment, I think. I dig. It's kind of like the big three. The big three does that ending too.
1: It's like fun. they've big been doing that. Yeah.
3: And the the, TB, the basketball tournament.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. is that's so what much was, the fun. The TBT to watch. is fun.
3: I don't know if it'll ever happen because it's such a massive change to the game, but yeah. I honestly think it would make it better. I'm so torn yeah, on the so Elam fun. ending, but that's a whole other thing to be, for but, a whole nother yeah, podcast. I, I could talk about that for a while. I used to be on the fence, but now I'm all in. Yeah.
0: It is pretty cool I am a big fan of the dunk contest uh, from 2016 which was Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon ah, the first time I think was it was it one. was it last year or two years ago did they face off again or did Aaron Gordon go against somebody else I think he went against somebody else
3: Derek Jones I think
0: Derek Jones that's yeah. what it was but yeah Eric Gordon or Aaron Gordon yeah place he did yeah he he, he did <laughs> Because that dunk, here's the thing, that dunk, the maybe the best dunk I've ever seen in a dunk contest. And there's been so many good ones. Which one? The ones that I've watched personally, when it was the Magic mascot, and oh, he was on the hoverboard, the and he was spinning on the hoverboard, Naren Gordon comes in, catch, jumps over him, catches the ball, puts it between his legs, and dunks it. And I think he should have won off that. I agree. And then, But Zach Levine... Yes, he, he. I think his dunks started to get repetitive in that, but I'm not saying that's such a bad thing because mm-hmm. he was dunking from like the free throw line and beyond multiple times, which just the feat of athleticism that we see in these things is is we're, we're gifted to watch it. And they were just going back and forth, back and forth, throwing down some of the best dunks that we've ever seen. So it was, it was the full crowd was there. Everybody was into it. It was awesome. And maybe Aaron Gordon should have won. At least they both one of them. It. They both deserved, deserved it. That's the thing. <laughs> they, were, they were all just getting 50s. Yeah. They
3: yeah.
0: were just throwing down 50 worthy dunks. It's hard to judge at that point. You just got to yeah. say, you know what? Yeah, that was the best dunk I've ever seen. You just hopped it again. So that's my favorite moment. I thought it was awesome. Also, watching the Hawks have all four all-stars in the game <laughs> at one point. And everybody's like, what is going on? But I, I like it. I like that. I
2: said, that was, that was going to be mine. Uh, for Moment 2 was the uh, dunk contest. Okay. So I'll go a little different. I'll go with the skills challenge. You mentioned it earlier, just because I think that that was the most fun skills challenge to watch where it was super, super close between Tatum and Trey Young. Yeah. Late. Um, I like dunk contests the best, probably. I like the three-point contest. It's fun, probably, because I'm a short white guy that shoots, and that's about it. So um, (laughs) three-point contests are fun to watch, but... uh, I think that for my moments, my favorite was the dunk contest between uh, Zach Levine and Aaron Jordan. Yeah,
1: that that dunk contest. When I was watching that too, I'm like, like these are all like all the dunks they were doing. I'm like. 50 50 50. and I'm just like how like these guys could dunk all night but um I'm actually going to go a little different route my my favorite this might be recency bias a little bit um from the 2017 all-star game when um Giannis was coming down on a fast break and Curry oh, yes. is just laying on the floor oh, yeah. with like his hands yes. covering his ears oh, and then yeah. like 2 minutes later someone does a put-back dunk over him like when he was like trying to avoid getting dunked on I'm trying to find the clip of the put back dunk but it was literally like two minutes of game time after Curry avoided getting dunked on and he still got dunked on I just thought was, that was one of the funnier what year did Curry throw like the bounce pass lob to ooh was that 18 he went up and got it I think that might yeah, have been 18 that was, that was one of my favorites or it might have been the same one no cause they're on, they're on different teams I just, teams think,
2: I just remember that now that you said that it like unlocked a memory in my brain <laughs> that I forgot I, I had you, you had a
3: reaction to it you like moved back in your seat because
2: I completely forgot about that. That was, it
3: was so, so funny to watch. It's like
1: watching it live and like, yes. like you don't see Curry lay down. He's just already on the floor <laughs> yeah. and just
0: coming in the screen. Just, I'm out. <laughs> Shoot, I would be too. Yeah. Giannis coming down is like, nope. your hands up, you're done. I think I have a
2: reaction to that because my freshman year of high school I went to an inner city school and I was in a gym class with only varsity athletes and we had two 6'6 kids that were on the basketball team that were and when I was at Everett in Lansing they were they had went to the state semifinals back-to-back years so they were really good at basketball and both of these kids could throw it down so like half of our gym classes turned into dunk contests half the time and so anytime they were coming anywhere you wanted out, to be out of the way. Business decision. <laughs> yeah, you Do were not, not jump. You were not jumping. You only guarded them at the three-point line. Yeah. You're not doing anything, especially if they got put on the same team where they're not guarding each other. <laughs> then you're done. Yeah. Well, that, like, there was a game, like, in
1: eighth grade. It was, like, for our CYO Catholic Youth Organization playoffs, and we played U of D. Jesuit. Mm. Well, we were so we were a seventh grade team, but we got moved to the eighth grade bracket because the team fell out, and we were the only one f- willing to fill the spot. You know who was on that team, right? Cash. Do you have Cashless on that one? No, mm-hmm. oh, man. Is Elijah Collins on that? They team were throwing too? lobs <laughs> in eighth grade. It's like the kid from. We Ocumus. were getting we were getting that dunked on, and like Yo. it was the biggest culture shock <laughs> I've ever seen. I was like. Oh, my God. Like, what Like, what do we do? Like, the tallest kid on our team was maybe six foot. That's the, and he was a little heavier, so he
2: couldn't even jump. That's the way that the kid so, from, I was just scrolling through Twitter. And next thing I know, grader. I see on overtime that a seventh grader is dunking on all these people. I've, so I watch yeah. it. And I live in Charlotte. It was at Charlotte Middle School, like the gym, and I look at it and I'm like, oh, that's the middle school. Oh, this is not going to be good. <laughs> and I was talking to some of the guys at Charlotte, because I do play-by-play for their high school basketball games, and that guy got teed up in warm-ups for dunking, because that's yeah, technically a rule. Yeah. They, they called that in the Charlotte Sexton JV game uh, on Tuesday, but it, you can't dunk in warm-ups. It's technically a technical yep, foul. I think it's... Is that MHSAA rules? That's or? soft. It's not even just MHSAA though, because that was a seventh grade game. So they teed him up for dunking in warmups. And then he dunked on him like five times in game. And then they teed up a kid in the Charlotte Sexton JV game because he was mad at the ref at halftime or before the half. So he came out and wanted to take some anger out and tried to dunk it. And he, or tried to catch a lob. He missed the ball, but because he grabbed the rim, they called him a technical foul in warmups. Oh,
1: Those guys who we played in eighth grade, they took the technical and still beat us by (laughs) 60. So, dude, it was insane. Like, I thought, like, when... When we were getting ready to play, because so there was a game before us, I thought the people sitting in front of us were parents. Like that's how old they looked. And the coach is like, "All right, guys, just get ready oh, for the game." Geez. And here comes, here comes six five, six six, six seven. I'm like, you suddenly feel a bit sick. So I I, I was concerned for my
2: safety. Like I was like, we're gonna. I'm. This is the day I'm getting dunked on. That's like, like this is the day. I know you guys know. Uh, I know you guys know Julian Mitchell that was here last year with Impact. I do a podcast with him and another guy named Akil Hollingsworth. And so um, we were talking on that podcast, and Akil sends us a video. He played in AAU. He played the Florida Rams at a tournament that had— three guys that went to Florida, Joel Embiid and a oh couple my. other guys and so oh <laughs> he my. sends us the video and he's he said thankfully Joel wasn't at the tournament that weekend oh. but he said <laughs> he sends us this video and he's like go to 131 in the video and we go to it and he's just sitting there and then you next thing you know you see him just look up and the ball is going over his head and then oh, the guy no. comes into frame from the other oh, side and mm. it was not pretty but yeah those AAU teams, can and get uh Ridiculous. Yeah. My brother's team my brother's team played against Imani when they were um oh, oh when they were young still. It was like they were like nine or ten, but still they got pounded at that tournament. That's that the one cool, though. That's the one like big yeah, tournament that's, that's, that's that they went to. You put on your resume. That's got, the one like big tournament that, that by they went Joel to.
3: And uh, yeah, they got
2: pounded by well, Bates.
3: One of my friends, my uncle actually coached Donnie Corley in Ooh, junior league football. I know that he, guy, and he uh, he was a beast. Obviously, he broke the record for most touchdowns in that league. And my he was playing my friend, and he hurdled him. And his Twitter bio for years was like Donnie Corley. He tagged him in his Twitter bio and said at Donnie Corley hurtled me. Was, like, yeah. <laughs> Who was it? Yeah. Well, we could keep going on forever about youth
1: stories because I would <laughs> yeah. say, especially for football, because there's. We played Pontiac one year with uh, K.J. Hamler. Mm. Wow. He was nasty as yeah. you could tell. And he was still like 5'10", 5'11", when we played him in like 8th grade, which is, you know. He's on Denver big. now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that's that's my celebrity moment. Have you guys played any, performed against any, any athletes like that? Isaiah
0: Livers. He dunked all Ooh. over us. Kalamazoo Central. He dunked all over hmm. us it was just a man amongst boys it was very funny for me I mean I th- it wasn't funny but I'm yeah, saying funny. not funny for you guys yeah.
2: for me I feel like I have but I feel like most of the time I don't even remember like who yeah. I was playing against the one guy I know that's like a division one athlete that I Grew up playing against in, like, everything was Andrell Anthony, Mm -hmm. just because I grew up in Lansing, and Mm -hmm. I'm friends with all of those guys, and Marcus Warman and all those guys that are at East Lansing, that that team is ridiculous right now in high school. but And they don't even have Andrell this year in basketball, because he early enrolled at uh, Michigan, but Uh just, I mean, I've played against the family, I've played against a lot of teams like that growing up in AAU tournaments, I just, like... (laughs) All those teams were so good, and at the time, you just tried to have that attitude of, like, mm-hmm. you can't care,
3: because if you care, then you're going to get killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I played against Josh, not the basketball Josh Jackson, the football one, the Virginia Tech quarterback. Oh, okay. Celine, and, right? Yeah, he played yeah. at Washtenaw, one of the Washington teams in my football league, and that was the year our team didn't score a touchdown all year, and we played them in the last game, and they beat us by, like, 50, and they let us score a touchdown at the end. You didn't score a touchdown <laughs> the entire season? Zach, I was a captain. And I was probably, <laughs> probably maybe five foot. Maybe. Oh, that's so what tough! What position? I played safety, and I was a backup running back. And then we played. Well, hey. that I- there's a kid. Uh, we played. We- His name's Jalen Franklin. He plays on Wisconsin now, and he was an end on one of the teams. And I had to play guard because no one else wanted. <laughs> oh my god! My dad, my dad, oh, my dad would always tell me, he's like, if so- if they tell you to play, then if they tell you to do anything, then just say you will." So I said I will, and I went out there and had to try to block this kid. Oh, that's so tough. Yeah. <laughs> We were really bad.
1: I'll say, I could imagine that didn't go very well.
3: No, fun, I tripped but. him up once. Hey, and, and I, right. I, I, I tackled him a couple times, but no, he he beat me 99% of the time. But that 1% is all you need to say That can hi. be your new Twitter
1: bio. That one time, I yeah. got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you.
3: I, I clipped Jalen Franklin. <laughs> Did you get called for it, though? No. Hey! There you, there you go. go. The so game you was arrested. I didn't care. What, what yeah. clipping? Right.
1: <laughs> all right, so... Our time is right at 6:23 p.m. I'll let you boys go and I think we are at about we started we're probably at about 40 minutes 50 minutes right now. So, we can call this one very good, very informative. Um we will see everyone after All-Star weekend. What's up? There we go. Perfect. So, like I was saying, can't wait till after All-Star Weekend. Uh games will be back. We'll be back every Friday, 5 15. Probably posted a little later than that. So, from the Impact 89 FM Studios from Holden Hall, Bobby Zephro, Zach Serdnik, landis Liam Jackson. Good night everyone. And enjoy the hoops.
0: listening to Courtside Convo, a production of Impact 89FM. Our thanks to Impact's General Manager, Jeremy Whiting, Station Manager, Amber Kinutsky, and Programming Director, McKenna Lowndes. Tune in next time for more updates on NBA basketball.